Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. And I bring you greetings in the wonderful name of our blessed Redeemer, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a wonderful thing to know Christ in a personal way. And at the very beginning of this broadcast, I want to introduce you to a living relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hebrews chapter 6, chapter 11, verse 6 says, He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I make no apology for being bold in proclaiming a living Christ to a dying world. My message is not my own, and it's not Christendom's message. It's not an American message or a European message. It's not an African message. It's a heavenly message intended for all people. And My commitment for the rest of my life is to proclaim Jesus, the only Savior. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Somebody who listens to my broadcasts from time to time uh, paid me what he intended, intended as a compliment. He says, you know, so many of these people are dogmatic, and I like the fact that you're not dogmatic. Well, I'm glad that I'm not dogmatic in my own strength, but when I come to the Word of God and read the message of God, I'm unbending. There is only one Savior, and there is only one destiny called heaven, and one destiny called hell. Now, that's divine dogmatics, and that's where I stand. I thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast today. And I want to thank those of you who have remembered to pray for us and some of you who have supported this ministry. This ministry goes on by the gifts and support of people who listen. That's you. And Ed will give you the broadcast's address at the end, and I'd love to hear from you. I also want to encourage you to pray for the ministry of Harvest International as they seek to touch lives physically, emotionally, and spiritually, reaching people who are in dire physical circumstances and touching them. Now, I want to begin to give you an early invitation to the annual banquet of Harvest International in February of next year. Check us out on the web at harvestinternational.org. That's harvestinternational.org. 
www.ephesianschurch.org. Now, we've been spending time in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, and looking last time at some of the armor. In chapter 6 of Hebrews, of uh, Ephesians, of the book of Ephesians, we have six pieces of armor that are laid out for the Christian's defense as they live this God life in a godless world. And we dealt with the first three last week, and I want to read again a part of this preparing the believer for the battle for truth. Therefore, in verse 13 we read, Paul says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from God's good news, so you will be truly prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as a helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. God bless his word to our hearts. In addition to all of these, Paul says, hold up the shield of faith which we are able, with which we will be able to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And if your imagination can just enter into the old battlefield where it was hand-to-hand combat in many cases, but there was also the distance of battle where they shoot arrows, some of them with torches on them, the fiery darts. Create a spiritual image in your mind of that spiritual dart coming at your very heart. The shield of the Spirit is the Word of God, Paul says. The psalmist knew something about the fiery darts of the devil. When he wrote these things, we still had hand-to-hand combat and we still had uh, battles fought with bows and arrows. And the psalmist says that he was facing a real spiritual battle. It wasn't hocus-pocus, nor mere religious talk. He said he would take on the battle each day. He explained how he used the shield of faith. Listen to Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. The question is, are you covered? Are you protected? Is your heart shielded by the word of God? My friend, I can't emphasize it too strongly. We're not in a battle of flesh and blood. The Apostle Paul said in the earlier verses, we're fighting against principalities and powers. And then the psalmist, the, the, the prophet says, put on salvation as your helmet. The question is, are you covered? Are you covered? Covered by God's great salvation covering. Now, this covering of God comes through the blood of the Lamb. Now, I need to pause here because I have heard 
well-intentioned Christians speaking of pleading the blood of Jesus under all sorts of circumstances. And I feel obliged to lovingly take exception to the capricious use of the terms such as, I plead the blood of Jesus over this car that it will start and run well today. Now, I believe God in his great mercy understands the imagery that you are portraying here. I realize that I stand on in opposition, however, to many of my dear brothers and sisters in my exception to the blood of Jesus being used as a shelter for mechanical repair or body repair for that matter. I'm going to ask you to consider the helmet of salvation as a covering of a far different sort. May I suggest to you that the helmet of salvation is that application of the blood of Jesus that covers you from the consequences of sin and provides you coverage from the wrath of God. When the children of Israel were about to leave the land of Egypt, they had to provide covering from the wrath of God against the sinfulness of the leaders of the land of Egypt. And God instructed them to provide a lamb to slaughter it and to paint the doorposts and the lintels with the blood of the lamb. Evidence of their faithful response to God's prescription for covering the blood of the lamb was that the blood over the doorposts and lintels of the houses had been done. In Exodus 12, verse 13, we read that Jehovah said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Proper application of the imagery of the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, period. The blood was for their deliverance from the consequences of their sin. They were later instructed to enact the sacrifice once a year a year as a reminder to them of how God delivered them. And then when Jesus came and sacrificed himself on the cross, he declared it was done for time and for eternity. In Hebrews 10, we read these words. This man, this man, when he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. This man, when he had offered one sacrifice, one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down. The blood had prevailed, and God sees you redeemed because of the blood. You see, the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus was for the highest of purposes. The blood is never again going to be shed, and the covering simply has to be acknowledged And we need to be reminded that Jesus said, it is finished. So, what then is the helmet of salvation? It is the certain knowledge that God has spoken salvation. God has executed salvation. God has granted us eternal salvation, redemption that cannot be taken away by the devil and all of his forces. The real question to you, my friend, is are you sure that you've come through faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus to trust God for salvation? Remember, you do not need me. You do not need the priest. You do not need the church. You need only one thing, faith. 
in finished work, confession of sin, acceptance of Jesus, God says, you're in, redeemed by sovereign grace, seated in heavenly places. Now, lest we become confused, someone may be asking the important question, if I do not plead the blood of Jesus for my protection in a dangerous, worldly situation, risky situation, what's my protection? Listen to Jesus. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is a spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he does not see him nor know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Oh, my friend, I know that religious leaders of all sorts have bamboozled God's people for so long that we forget that Jesus has promised us protection protection in the person of the Holy Spirit and the daily comfort you need comes by not through the blood. The blood gave you access. The Spirit gives you power. And you have the angels of God that you can't see. God sends them to your rescue time and again. Wear the helmet of salvation, giving him thanks for so great redemption. He has you covered. Share this good news. Explore the majesty of God. Next week, we'll talk about Paul's appeal for prayer. God help you to become a prayer warrior. In Jesus' name, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.